Hey everyone, welcome to the Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than wondering if you have con crud or coronavirus. I'm Mitch, and joining me tonight is Matt. Not coronavirus. Tabitha. Also not coronavirus. And Lydia. I'm so confused. <laughs> Do you not know what con crud is? I guess not. It's no. basically when you get sick after a convention. Because oh, everybody's yeah. dirty. Con crud. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. But... This year, maybe it's coronavirus. I don't know. Yeah, not coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> maybe coronavirus. Um, Do we need to leave? Oh, well, maybe. Now we're all quarantined here at Mitch's house. Great. Oh, my roommate will love that. <laughs> well, he's not here. Oh, he's just trapped outside the home. What I'm really worried about is the four of us trapped here together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like Mitch is going to die first. Yeah. Probably. He's definitely going out first. Probably. <laughs> so... Um, so over the weekend we were at C2E2, um, just real quick, overall thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. I mean, I had a blast, like this year felt really productive for us and there seemed to be a, like, I feel like I do a lot of wandering at C2E2 kind of like aimlessly. And this year I felt like I didn't do so much aimless wondering, which was nice for me because aimless wondering tries to bother me after a while. So this year felt like a little bit more organized. Like they felt like they really like tightened up like the floor and like where things were. Mm -hmm. So that felt really good. But I mean, I still walked 13 miles on Saturday somehow. So yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was really fun, but I learned that I apparently cannot like walk a straight line on a con floor because I ended up like walking the same square and for like an hour. Before I realized, I have not seen a different booth this entire time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 been there. Uh -huh. um, one of the uh, panels that I went to was uh, it was about uh, it was on a uh, DC Universe, and they were talking about a bunch of upcoming shows, whatever. Uh, and then towards the like about the middle way midway through the panel, I get a phone call from Pickett. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a panel. I'm not going to answer my phone, you know? <laughs> so I, I deny it. And then I send him a message real quick. And I'm like, Hey, you know, like I'm in a panel, you know, like what's up. And so like a couple minutes later, you know, he sends me this big text or whatever. And like, right, right. As he sends that, they announced that they are uh, doing a special screening of the season premiere of Harley Quinn. And we all have to put like our phones away. Like it's very like top secret. Like you cannot do anything. Like if security sees you with a phone, like you're going to get booted out all this and that. It's like, okay. So like I put my phone away, I feel my phone and my watch buzz. And I look at Pickett and like, he's yeah. So <laughs> he was basically what he, he was asking cause he was about to get something signed and he was like, he didn't know if he should have the box signed or if he should take it out of the box and have the thing signed. And I couldn't answer him. I was trying to like, you know, t write box on my watch <laughs> and send it to him that way. But then in the middle of that, then he sends me like another message. And then at that point I can't respond to anything. Oh, no. And then the screening is starting. And like the entire time I'm laughing because Harley Quinn, like is actually a funny show, but I still feel like my phone going off like every like couple seconds, like <laughs> there are two people. Yeah. There are two people in front of me. There is one person in front of me. You are being a terrible friend. And I'm like, I really <laughs> am being a terrible friend, but I can't help it. It's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. So what did he end up doing? Uh, he got the box signed, okay. which, you know, so like get, he did the right thing. He did least. the right thing. And that's what I told him once, you know, I was finally able to use my phone again. I was like, yeah, you were, you, you were right. 
good job, but <laughs> this is why I was being such a terrible friend. I mean, at least you weren't the person who was sitting behind me at the Rainbow Rowell panel who was talking at the absolute top of their lungs about absolutely nothing for the entire time she was speaking. And you didn't kill her? Even she kind of, like, looked at her. Because it was a fairly small, quiet room, and she kept, like, like... At the point where, like, the person who is speaking is noticing that you are being rude, you were being extra rude. (laughs) Extra rude. Extra rude. Why would you go to the panel if you're just going to talk the whole time? Well, she was talking about, like, book stuff, but, like, every time Rainbow Rowell would bring something up about something, she'd be like, oh, my God, do you remember that time? And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ooh, child, like, this 20-year-old is about to get my fist in her face. Nobody's there to hear them talk. They're they're at the panel to hear the panelists talk. Tell that to that 20-year-old. Oh, my God. So bad. So, um, initial attendance numbers for C2E2 have been released, and uh, there's been an estimated 95,000 attendees, topping last year's 90,000. Wow. So, even with the threat of the coronavirus... Didn't stop geeks, which, you know, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. sounds accurate. <laughs> but the organizers of C2E2 did uh, say that they had implemented advanced cleaning and sanitation across the show, which I did notice that. Mm-hmm. There were way more hand sanitizer mm-hmm. stations yes. than I remember. Yeah. That said, and I thought that this was kind of interesting because this was something that I noticed the last couple of days. McCormick Place has a couple other conventions this month yep. that have been canceled. Also, DC is pulling out of Emerald City Comic Con, as well as, like, all other March conventions mm-hmm. because of the threat of this. Yeah. So. I saw Scotty Young also dropped out of Emerald City today. I saw him post, like, yeah. there's a bunch of, like, celebrities and um, artists and things that are also dropping out of Emerald City. So, fingers crossed for those Seattle people that it actually happens, but, like, whew. Right. Not looking good. No. no. There's a threat that they might cancel the whole thing, right? Yeah. That's been floating around for a while because they're oh. they're already down and they're offering refunds for people's tickets, which is really cool. But like, that's a that's a big show. It that's is. A big show. It's a big one. Yeah. Which like I was like once the whole like coronavirus thing really started like kicking into full gear, I was like I was wondering if C two E two was going to be affected. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't get a notification that anybody in Cook County had it until we were actively inside Cook County. <laughs> this is right. true. Right. <laughs> But there were a couple people like in the Chicago area beforehand. Yeah. yeah. But eh, whatever. You know, wash your hands a <laughs> Please. lot. Please. Don't vigorously. Them. Yeah. Use soap. soap. <laughs> Don't. I work in an office building full of fairly educated people, and we've had to put signs up that say how to wash your hands because people were literally just rinsing them off, and people kept seeing this happen. So we tried to teach people how to wash their hands this week. Mm-hmm. How'd that go for you? I don't know. Like I, it's like the CDC is like, hey, everybody, wash your hands. And people in my office building are like, too bad we don't have any sinks here. And I'm like, <laughs> that's that. I guess is the one plus in working in food service is I know how to wash my hands. <laughs> I mean, I feel like any decent, respectable human should know how to actively cleanse themselves, but yeah. evidently the answer is no. <laughs> You're asking a lot. No. So, um. We're going to stick with coronavirus for a second, but before I do, any <laughs> any uh, final thoughts about C2E2? Um, I only have one thing. Um, I was lucky enough to get to interview four different tour authors um, this weekend, which, you know, we try and get interviews all the time. Um, when I emailed tour, I was like, 
this is my wish list. Let's see what'll happen. And we got to do all four. And I was uh, obviously nervous, um, over the moon. It's, it was just a fantastic opportunity. Um, just for the show, like for us to be able to do that, to get mm-hmm. to talk to some of those people. So I'm excited. Two of them are up um, on Facebook. Um, two more are yet to come, um, but super excited. That was that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, played cameraman for two of those interviews, and they were they were fun interviews. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So going back to uh, coronavirus, uh, Tabitha, how is this devastating you personally? So I'm okay with getting coronavirus, but what I'm not okay with is not getting my baby Yoda toy on time. Um, Tabitha, we need to talk about your priorities, honey. No, no, they're they're, <laughs> no, no, they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. Um, so we were supposed to be getting the cutest little baby Yoda toy ever from Hasbro, but coronavirus is ruining my life and is probably going to cause a break in production. Um, Jim, Jim Silver, the CEO of Toys, Tots, Pets and More, which is a toy review blog website newspaper, didn't know that existed, um, says that if things aren't normalized by June or July, there's going to be a shortage on not only baby Yoda, but a bunch of toys. Um, he's predicting a five to 10% decline in baby Yoda toy production, which is too big of a percentage for me. I have like 0%. Um, (laughs) Hasbro has even said that quarantines and travel restrictions in China have prevented workers in affected areas from assembling toys. And since most of the plastics and resins used to make toys come from China, that's also going to be a concern further down the line, not just for baby Yoda, but all toys. So we're going to go into a toy shortage is what I'm understanding here, but mostly I'm just concerned about baby Yoda. Um, I just, I'm salty because like coronavirus has killed all these people. It's ruining all these cons. And now it's affecting my baby Yoda toy. Like, no. <laughs> the baby Yoda news desk is not pleased. No. no. Baby Yoda news desk is mad. Crossing the line. Right. You killed a bunch of people. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Thinning the herd. Right. Can't get my baby Yoda toy. Absolutely not. That's not going to work for me. Man. I'm not happy. I think we just saw Dark Tabitha, and I don't think we've seen oh, her for a while. Oh, please. Dark Tabitha is her default. Yeah, Dark Tabitha is, is true. just Tabitha. <laughs> true. There's not really a light version of me. <laughs> There's a grayish version, I feel like. Yeah, sometimes I'm perky. <laughs> Still usually evil, just also perky. Evil and perky. I mean, that's, that's a fair... Yeah. 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 Evil and perky. <laughs> Can we Birthday. put evil on the front and perky on the back? Can we put evil in like big letters and perky in like tiny little? Yeah. Yes. Evil <laughs> and perky. I like it. I like it. Didn't we talk about like making T-shirts like last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should. We should make T-shirts for C2 next year. Yeah. With like the Geek Awakens on the back. Yeah. Yeah. I like just it. Just say evil and perky. <laughs> <laughs> put something like de- describing our personality on the front and then the like, logo on the back. Yes. There we go. There I like we go. this idea, guys. Same. Geek Awakens and then the big staff, like in that block print. <laughs> We're on to something, guys. Figured it out. We yep. are on to something. I'm writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> Secretary Lydia at your service. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, uh, we did get a uh, uh, press release from Oni Press. <laughs> An Oni Press release. Um, but, um... <laughs> All right, so anyway, so in May, uh, Oni is going to collect uh, 
Kyle Latino's Savage Beard of She-Dwarf. It's a young adult fantasy webcomic that tells the uh, story of a lonely dwarf searching for her place in the world. Hmm. Sounds about, yeah. Same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In June, uh, Hell Was Full is going to be uh, collected for the first time. It's uh, Branson Reese's notoriously dark and hilarious webcomic. And then in August, um, Frankie Comics is going to be collected for the first time in this full hard color cover edition that is perfect for cat lovers everywhere. So, yeah. Sounds like you'll need that. Yep, sure does. Same. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of Oni Press, uh, we got a chance to read Dryad number one, and it came out yesterday. Uh, and basically, this is a fantasy series, and it tells the story of an elf and a human who... Uh, um, Settle in Frostbook. Frostbrook, not Frostbook. That's not <laughs> a thing. Um, and so um, 13 years later, their twins, Griffin and Rana, um, are kind of like drawn to this ancient uh, door and hilarity ensues. <laughs> not hilarity, but something not, ensues. Not a good word. <laughs> um, so what did, what did you guys think about this book? I really enjoyed it. But I'm going to share my thoughts for later on down the road. I mean, I liked it. I always kind of like fantasy things like this, but it took me a second to really understand what was going on because it kind of jumped around a lot. Um, but once it kind of settled into where it was going, I really enjoyed like the art style and the story and where it, what it set up for whatever comes next. The first part was definitely very quick and very punchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of got more of the story and more like background, um, kind of the second half of the book. Um it was a, probably about that switch from first half to second half of the book. I was reading it and I'm like, this like visually reminds me of something. I couldn't place it until about that, that, that jump. And all of a sudden, like the art kind of reminded me a little bit of saga. Um, I was getting strong saga vibes <laughs> yeah. and I, I couldn't figure it out. And then there was just like this one scene, there was one panel where you got a, like a view of the twins and I'm like, saga it just like all of a sudden hit i'm like okay that's why like artistically i'm drawn to it like i really enjoy saga so like that that you know brought me in this was awesome i loved it i love where this i think this is going i'm not exactly sure but i have a kind of an idea um my only thing is that i wish we didn't wait until the last page to get that punch like i wish there was Mm -hmm. a little bit more earlier on a little bit more lead up Uh uh-huh yeah yeah, I was getting strong saga vibes, not just from the art, but from the storyline. Like, you had these two people who are vastly different, who have obviously tried to raise a family and have gone off on, like, their own, like, whatever. And then they, like, went into, like, this history lesson, and I'm like, ooh! <laughs> okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me all the history about all the things. Like, this is how I wish all comic book series started, because for me, that's what I need. I need to not be dumped into the middle of something. I need, and if you are going to dump me in the middle of something, give me, give a girl a flashback. Like, I like the beginning, like being like dropped in the very, very beginning and then going a little bit forward in time. And I feel like we don't have that enough in comics. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, you know, for this being like a fantasy, you know, series, how it was still kind of like, you know, very, it was very grounded in reality. Grounded. Yes, exactly. You know, um, you have, you have, 
Yale, the father who's, you know, for all intents, he's a teacher, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm blanking on the mother's name. Morgan. Thank you. Yeah, Morgan. Oh, yeah, the, a common name, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you got Morgan who is, you know, she's she's kind of a badass. And I expect to see that in full force in the, in the upcoming mm-hmm. issues. But, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I really think that if you're a fan of Saga, I think you're really going to enjoy this. So be sure to check that out. Like I said, issue one is out now. So we are going to get started in with Gut Reaction, and we're going to start. Um, Matt, you had a couple of trailers. Let's first start with Transformers. So um, we kind of knew that Netflix was doing, um, with their anime roster, um, that part of that was going to be some new Transformers movies. Um, looks like we're getting three. So the trailer has dropped for the first of those three. It's it's interesting because the trailer, while it definitely is kind of a familiar story, if you are a fan of Transformers, um, it looks like it might be a little bit different spin on, a, on kind of the classic um, story of almost like the movie, um, if you want to go back that far. Um, the animation style... Uh, looks absolutely fantastic. This is this is the Transformers that I've wanted since I was a kid. Wanted more of that. Um, I, in general, like the tra- the the trailer just looks fantastic. I'm going full thumbs up. Yeah. Um. There's no stench of Michael Bay anywhere. So <laughs> thumbs up for me, Lydia. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I've kind of like looking at it now just to see the art style. The art looks awesome. So if it doesn't look like anything that's Michael Bay related, then yeah, sure. Sign me up. Thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah. Anymore when you say Transformer movie, I automatically panic and like Mm. my stomach does this like, oh God thing. But then I realized this wasn't a Michael Bay movie and I was like, oh, okay. Um, This is the Transformers movie we deserve. Thumbs up. Uh, We also had uh, Artemis Fowl. Oh yeah, we did. Um, So the first trailer for Artemis (laughs) <laughs> she rolled her eyes again. Oh, again? That's six. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, first trailer for Artemis File Drop. Um, I have listened to the first two books in the series. Um, I enjoyed the books. Um, they weren't like, you know, five star, but they were really, they. I enjoyed them. They were fun. Um, this is, I don't know, this trailer and this movie are going to cut out some of the the background and it looks like it's going to cut out some of the almost character building that happens in the books. Um, so I'm not real sure how that's going to all play out. Um, the other thing that is kind of interesting, and I actually read this in a little review of the trailer too, is that for all intents and purposes, uh, Artemis Fowl is a bad guy and this movie turns him into a good guy. So not sure how that's going to work. Going thumbs sideways on this until we see more. Um, I never read any of the Artemis Fowl books or anything like that. And this trailer just proves that this movie is not for me. That said, it looked cute. I mean, I, I will never see it, but eh, why not? <laughs> thumbs up. Lydia. Artemis Fowl is one of those book series that I always looked at, but I never actually got around to reading, so I don't really know much about it. But this trailer was so campy in ways that like Tabitha was rolling her eyes. I I rolled my eyes several times too. Can we talk about the disappearing accents <laughs> for one thing? <laughs> but I, I don't know. 
overall, I'm not sure how well this is going to work out. Thumb sideways. We'll see. Deb. When Colin Farrell is the standout character <laughs> in a trailer, <laughs> the movie has a problem. Um, He's one of the ones I was talking about with the disappearing right, accent. Right. That's also a problem. <laughs> Let's just put that on my list. Problem. Um, I did read the Artemis Fowl books kind of when they were coming out, kind of when I was the age to be reading the Artemis Fowl books. This is not the vibe you get from the Artemis Fowl books. Like nope. this movie trailer is like. Like what you said, it's like campy and like, dee, 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 dee. like <laughs> but it's like spy versus fantasy. Kids James Bond almost. Yeah, and that's not what the Artemis Fowl books are. Like he's not a good guy. Like it's the I haven't read all of them because there's like 15 of them, and by the time I got to the third one, I was ready to gouge my own eyes out. This movie does like if you read the book and then you looked at this movie, you like the even the theme and like mm-hmm. the feeling is not the same so i don't really know what they were going for here but i think they missed the mark so thumbs down they also gave me like men in black vibes yeah, at one like, point it's like what are you doing men in black with like fantasy create I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> so uh we also got a trailer for connected and this is from uh the creators or or writers or whatever of spider-man into the spider-verse um I didn't know anything about this movie going into it, and once in like the the first half of the trailer, it just kind of seems like oh, it's just your movie about you know a dad trying to reconnect with his children who are just addicted to technology, and then we find out that technology is evil, and <laughs> I didn't expect that kind of twist to it, but uh, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, Lydia. I didn't get to watch this one either because I'm a horrible person and I didn't prepare. But that sounds interesting. Thumbs up. Definitely. I also didn't get a chance to watch this, but I just pulled it up and Olivia Coleman is part of the cast, so I'm sold. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it takes so little to make me happy. She's one of the things that makes me happy. What if she has a surprise appearance in Artemis Fowl? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very conflicted noise. Don't do that to me. That's rude. <laughs> Matt. Um, I The beginning of this is very tropey if you will um you know dad trying to connect with kids kid you know technology's taking over like to me the funniest moment in the trailer was the let's all make eye contact at the dinner table for 10 seconds and the son is like like twitching and gonna like fall over at the table because he can't make it happen and then it takes that twist i don't know i'm still not 100 percent sold on this um i think i'm just gonna go thumb sideways for right now uh, Tabitha, we've got some casting updates on The Brides of Dracula. Okay, so when we talked about this the first time, I was like, Meh, why does this need to happen? This is that Brides of Dracula series that's being brought to us by the Archie creators, and by Archie, I mean Riverdale. Um, but now, we have some casting news, and Gina Torres is set to play one of the main characters. She's going to be playing Cleo Phillips, which is one of the three Brides of Dracula. She was a queen in her former life and is the leader of this trio of brides. And she's also a New York real estate magnet. So she's a BAB. So I'm real excited about that. Um, They've also altered the show show description from what it said before. And now it's saying words like non-traditional family and strong female leads, which is not something that it said before. And at this point, from what I'm hearing, I... Just really wish it was being directed by Joss Whedon, and then I would be, like, super into it. But now I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. So while before I was giving this a hard thumbs down, I'm giving this a thumb sideways now based on the casting information and that little twist in the plot description. Matt. 
Yeah, it's interesting that as they get closer to making this happen, um, that that like the blurb, if you will, like has changed some on how it's being marketed or you know the spun. Um, which I mean, Gina Torres, yes, huge thumbs up there. Um, but I'm still kind of iffy. Like it still doesn't sell me entirely on this series. Um, so thumbs sideways. Um, I mean, as a fan of Firefly, I'm like contractually obligated to be supportive of anything that any <laughs> cast member does. So for Gina Torres to keep getting work, I'll give it a thumbs up. Lydia. I mean, that casting news is cool, but I'm concerned with them trying to like change their tactic about what they're doing for marketing now. So I, I remember when we talked about this before, like we were all like very concerned about it and i don't think them changing words to make it sound better is necessarily a good thing so thumb sideways so um during his um panel at c2e2 mark ruffalo said that he is in preliminary talks to appear in the she hulk series for disney plus uh he said that uh there is some talk about it but it's all kind of preliminary it would be nice to see banner hulk professor or somebody show up to help and to guide her or to be a gentle guiding presence of She-Hulk as a friend. Um, <clears throat> I'll give this a thumbs up. Any kind of cross-pollination or whatever amongst the MCU, that sounded bad. <laughs> um, we really need to work on your wording choices. <laughs> well, you know. Just basically never say cross-pollination, <laughs> unless we're talking about botany. <laughs> but um, any kind of crossover within the MCU, I'm completely down for. So yeah, thumbs up. Lydia. Sure. Thumbs up. <laughs> Tab. Uh, yeah. Thumbs up. I agree with you about the cross pollination. <laughs> 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 Matt. Uh, the idea of bringing Ruffalo into this series, even as a cameo type role, considering that we've got, you know, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan in their series. You've got Tom Hiddleston in the Loki mm-hmm. series. Um, tying this more closely to the MCU, I think, is always a good idea. Um, and, you know, in a lot of ways, Ruffalo and the Hulk haven't really gotten... A chance to shine. Yeah, like, their, their whole... I don't know. Like, he deserves a whole movie. So, like, if you can get the Hulk into other places to, like build that story for him in the MCU, absolutely go for it. Thumbs up. Yeah. So um, there is a lot to unpack with this next story. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, ah, I probably shouldn't have put this in gut reaction. But at the end of the day, uh, a 17-year-old high school student from upstate New York uh, basically messed with Twitter's head. He created this politician named Andrew Walls who calls himself a proven business leader and is passionate is a passionate advocate for students. Walls is a Republican from Rhode Island and was running for Congress with the tagline, let's make change in Washington together. His Twitter account got verified. Whoa. Yeah. And Andrew Walls is not a real person. So, um, I... I got to give this a thumbs up. I think that's just absolutely hilarious. Um, As much as, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of misleading people, but I mean, when you're going to be that direct about completely making something up and still like fooling Twitter, then yeah, cool. Thumbs up. Lydia. Yeah. Like good on this guy for having the like vigor to be able to pull something like that off in the first place. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Thumbs up. Tabitha. 
This is one of those moments where I love and hate the world we live in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, thumbs, thumbs up. <laughs> Matt. I mean, thumbs up on this guy for being able to do what he did and uh, trick Twitter. Um, thumbs down for Twitter not fact-checking and giving him a verified account. Yes. So, speaking of youths and social media, Tabitha. This is the feel-good story of the week, guys. Aww. So, and it's coming from me. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right? I must be ill. Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of the symptoms? <laughs> Probably for, for me. For her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys, we are definitely not leaving this house. <laughs> we live here now. Um, so, last week, um, Callum Manning uh, took to his Instagram, and he created, or took to Instagram, and created a uh, book Instagram, a bookstagram, if you will. And immediately, all of the people in his school who are little jerk children started making fun of him. Um, his big sister, Ellis, got on Twitter and voiced her disgust at the children who were bullying her brother on Instagram and in school for just basically reviewing his favorite books. The kids in his school went as far as creating a group chat, talking smack, and then added him to the group chat so he could see how much they were, like, how they were talking about him. Okay? So, Ellis took Twitter... Posted it out there, said that she was expecting a few of her followers to maybe show him some encouragement, let him know he wasn't lame, like, you know, whatever. But then the internet did the thing that the internet does. And a few hours after her tweet, Callum had thousands of followers. And by the fun, like the following Monday, he was officially Insta famous. Um, as of nine o'clock this morning, he had 358,000 followers. Whoa. The Geek Awakens and Tabitha are two of those, by the way. <laughs> um, more than one author has reached out to him, you know, expressing their support. And then a bunch of the local bookstores in his town have also reached out to him being like, hey, bro, you want some books? <laughs> so you can find Cal- you can find Callum at Cal's underscore book underscore account on Instagram. Everybody follow him. Um, he basically just takes a very simple picture of a book he likes, tells you why he likes it, and then carries on with his day. He's just a 13-year-old kid trying to live life and other children are jerks and I hope they have illiterate children that can't put them in nursing homes. <laughs> so where yet? Oh, giant thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs down for the bully kids. Like, don't be jerks, but thumbs up for Callum. This is this is incredible. Matt. That's fantastic that he um, you know, now has those followers that, you know, just thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, you said he has over three three hundred thousand now. Three hundred sixty thousand. Three hundred sixty thousand. Yeah. I mean, thumbs up to this kid for you know for doing his thing. At the same time, though, like even me personally, like if I had that many personal Instagram followers, I'd be really nervous. Like especially as you know a child, like. Well, he's like been t- telling people he's like, hey, you know, I'm not able to respond to all these messages. Thank you so much because I mean, his his inbox is just getting flooded with support. I just. I love the book community for like taking this kid basically under its wing. Like he's a 13 year old with his like first bookstagram account. Like even people that have had their bookstagram accounts and have YouTube channels and stuff like that don't have this many followers. This kid's posted like 13 pictures and he's like, I like this book. Thumbs up. And people are like, yes. <laughs> so, this is one of those times where I love the internet because Children are awful sometimes, and they literally just took this kid and went, you know what? We don't care that these people don't like you. We all like you. Keep doing what you're doing. Good on you, kid. Thumbs up. I'm so happy. Um, so that uh, concludes Gut Reaction. we still got a few more stories. 
Uh, Matt, let's talk about Borderlands. So we had talked in the past that Borderlands was getting a movie. Um, we kind of knew this. But recently, the Gearbox CEO has revealed, and this is kind of a, a little bit older story because we did not have a show last week because we were at C2E2. But still big news. Um, the Gearbox CEO revealed that Eli Roth has signed on to direct this movie, which is, I don't know, interesting, good. I'm not exactly sure because, I mean, if you know Eli Roth, he does horror. He does gore. I could see that working in the, the favor for that, though, because Borderlands can be kind of dark and it can be very gory. So I, I could see that working out in the right direction. Right. It, it, it can, like, Borderlands is kind of over the top. I could, I could see that kind of working together. It's still an interesting collaboration, if you ask me. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that makes this whole thing a little bit more interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is that Chernobyl writer Craig Mazin is penning the script. Exactly. Yeah, that look. Because Chernobyl was such an incredibly well-received HBO series that this combination... Borderlands, Chernobyl writer, Eli Roth. We have no release date, but I'm definitely intrigued, especially the article that I read um, commented that as of recently, we've gotten better uh, video game movies, like Sonic the Hedgehog being one. So like, maybe the trend will continue. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, for me, like, I just, I don't, I don't know that much about Borderlands, but I don't know. It'd be interesting to see, like, that kind of take on it. Mm -hmm. Borderlands is one of those games, I'm not real sure what they're going to do plot-wise for the movie, because it's a sandbox game, which basically means you get this big area to screw around in. I mean, you have kind of a storyline to it, but overall, like, yeah, he's right. It's too much sand. (laughs) Sand in a lot of places I want it. There's a lot of sand in the game. Yeah. <laughs> We're two clown. kinds of people. There's me and Mitch, and then there's you and Lydia. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Why are we here? Why not? <laughs> so, um, speaking of stories that are um, a little bit on the old side, but whatever for some um, reason i thought you were gonna say sandy but I... no. Oh, no 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 um tabitha what's coming to chicago later this year um the museum of science and industry is getting a new exhibit and i'm pretty sure we should make a field trip um marvel universe of superheroes will open on october 8th and it's going to showcase more than 800 pieces of memorabilia from marvel movies and comic books we'll include a copy of the uh, 1939 original marvel um there's a mirrored room kind of dr strangey um there's a recreation of tony stark's lab um there's a virtual reality experience that will allow you to control iron man's suit sign me up um there will be a separate price for admission because extra exhibit Mm. whatever um and it will be around until april of 2021 oh wow it's gonna be around then october to april that's yeah long for an like a museum exhibit but yeah 
stoked. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I didn't get a chance to stop by, but they had a booth. MSI had a booth mm-hmm. for this at C2E2. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. it when I walked by, but I think I was on my way somewhere to do something. And I stopped I by it. to go by and never did. So I stopped by it. They really didn't have anything like about the exhibit. There was basically, hey, we're having this thing. If you sign up here, it's cheaper, blah, blah, blah. So that, <laughs> that was literally their booth, but okay. still yeah. cool that they were there promoting it. You know, I think we kind of dropped the ball, though, because we probably should have tried to be like, hey. Can we have passes? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could still do that. Send a strongly worded email. But a nicely, <laughs> but a nicely strongly worded email. Firmly. Yeah. Firmly worded email. I'm very good at firmly worded emails. Yes. Lots of excellent. <laughs> and but like with a random sentence that doesn't have an exclamation point mm-hmm. just so that you know yeah yeah you gotta keep people on their toes yeah because when when you exclaim everything you exclaim nothing no? that's deep. i said that's <laughs> really deep for you and i'm kind of concerned now it's still like the shallow end of the pool it's, okay. it's not, <laughs> it ain't that deep <laughs> so no like free foot <laughs> all right so uh, the Rhythm City Casino Resort is going to be hosting Shift 2020 in um, later this year in July. <laughs> in July. <laughs> right. Um, so basically, Shift 2020, it is a tournament of the Great River Valley region, and it's brought by, like I said, R- Rhythm City Casino Resort. Um they have registration open for um, a bunch of different games. I'm going to go, go through here in a second. It's July 17th through the 19th. It's in Davenport, Iowa. Um, featured events are going to be the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Melee, uh, Tekken 7, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Project Plus, Street Fighter V. Um, yeah. So basically, um, with a lot of these tournaments, uh, there's payouts, too. So like for uh for Smash Ultimate and Melee, like if you get first place, you get thirty five percent of the of the winnings. Oh no. Yeah. With the uh with the pricing, the venue fee, it's uh forty dollars for the early bird special, fifty dollars regular, and then seventy dollars for like the last minute. Um registration for these games do close at eight AM on July fifteenth. So if you're interested, you need to get on that. Um and if you also just want to go just to spectate and check things out, um there is a Saturday spectating with badge is ten dollars, and then all tournament spectating is twenty. No, so, not bad. No. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So our, I can't believe that this is our last story. Have I forgotten something? Mm-hmm. You're the one with the papers. I here. know. I mean... It's still it's weird. So our last story, uh, sticking with games, kind of brings me back to my childhood. What's going on? Going retro with Tiger Electronics. Um, so Hasbro owns what is, was, used to be Tiger Electronics. Coming in August, as a child, you probably played those awful handheld Tiger Electronics games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The static background, the black outlined characters, you know, button mashing. Four of those games are going to be available for purchase in August. X-Men, Little Mermaid, Transformers, and Sonic the Hedgehog 3 are all making a comeback. They're expecting pre-orders to be available uh, online, you know, different retailers, Amazon, etc. 
Um, so there's, I, I wish I had more to this, but like just the fact that they're bringing these back, I mean, how many hours, how many sets of batteries did we? Oh, so many. A lot. I'm pretty sure that Little Mermaid one is the last actual video game I played. <laughs> <laughs> did you beat it at least? Oh, Mitch, I don't remember. That's the thing is these were so difficult. They were. Yeah, they were not easy. No. It was not supposed to be difficult and they were so hard to beat. But if you're interested, $14.99 is all it's going to cost you. It's not bad. No, no. I mean, I, I had no idea what they were when we were kids, you know, what they cost. But I don't think 15 bucks is. Yeah. I would say adjusted for inflation, that's pretty comparable. Yeah. I want to say somewhere around 10 yeah. is what I kind of remember. but Something like that. Yeah. Sam, curious, though, because you said it's Hasbro. Yeah. I wonder if that means that mm. it's going to be. There's no plastic and or resin because China. So. Oh, yeah, no. So Maybe it they... might get pushed back. If Tabitha can't have her Baby Yoda, you can't have your X-Men game. Also, my birthday is in August, so they're just ruining my whole birthday. The whole month is so just a waste. The whole month is just a waste. It's ruined. It's over. It's canceled. We're just going to go straight from July to September this year. You poor thing. I know. I mean, that's not being overdramatic at all. Right? Never would I ever. <laughs> so, I feel like that's a lie, but I'm always okay. the perfect amount of dramatic. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, Man, really? Like, I feel like... We're missing something? I feel like, A, we're missing something, or B, that, like, just all the weeks that we've gone over, like, this week is just kind of, like, making up for it. I mean, yeah. you didn't do your little ramble about where you can find us and yeah. giving us money and stuff. I realized that, but even then, like, we're, we're only at, we're, we're just at the 44-minute mark right now, and that's including, like, a couple of long pauses because you guys are going to find this out. I'm going to edit out the other parts, but, like, whenever <laughs> I stumble over my words and I don't know what to say, like, I'll intentionally leave, like, a big long break so that when I'm editing, I can be like, oh, hey, look, that's weird, and then I'll edit and fix it. But yeah, but, but it just lets me stumble over myself. See how he is? Well, I, I gonna... you know what? I still try. <laughs> I still try to fix if I notice things. I mean, I guess if you want to do one more story, something that broke this afternoon, I was going to save it for next week, but we can go ahead and talk about it now. Yes, please. Um, so the guy that I talked about that's writing Borderlands, uh, Craig Mazin, mm -hmm. um, is not just doing Borderlands. They announced, HBO announced today that they are working on a Last of Us TV oh, series. Oh, I saw that. So uh, he is going to be working on it. Um, I mean, at this point, there's not a whole lot other than the fact that it's going to happen. Mason is going to pen and executive produce. It's intended to be a series, not just like a, a movie. Which I think would work better in yeah. that scenario. I mean, that was, I mean, the game itself, the, the first one was long and involved. So uh, to have a series where you can have character development and a mm -hmm. you know a good character arc you know i think would be good for it carolyn strauss is going to executive produce with evan wells who is the president of naughty dog who is the developer of the game so that's a good thing that you've got the game company not just you know selling the soft say hey we're going to do a series but they're going to be hands-on involved i, I mean I, I wish we had like details on this more than just the fact that it's going to happen because the game, the first game is fantastic. When they pushed the second game back to May instead of February for release date, it upset a lot of people because every, I mean, people that have played this game want the second one. 
I'm a little iffy on it just because I have played the game and I love the game so much on how it will translate to a TV series. But at the same time, something like HBO is kind of like for something like this, I feel like is kind of like Netflix, like, mm-hmm. you know, this, this big grandiose, you know, scale, um, you know, as long as they have the production behind it and the right casting, I don't know. That could be good. Yeah. So. Nice. <clears throat> So I feel like I feel like there was wasn't there a comic book based off of that that came out like last year. Mm. If it's no, 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 I'm thinking of something different. The one I was thinking of, I picked up the first issue of it and liked it and then I couldn't find issue two. <laughs> and then I just kind of gave up on it. Yeah. yeah, there's a comic book series. Is there? Yeah. Let me see. Well, it's not loading right now, but. OK, I'm thinking of something completely different. Anyway. So, but I mean, you were right. There is a comic book series for it. I was right, but not in the right way. You were like, ah. right. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get partial credit. I'll give you fifty. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Geek Awakens. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to keep up with what's happening throughout the week. Also, uh, if you really like what you hear, then throw us some beans on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. I forgot that I came up with a new one, so I had to be sure to throw, it, throw that in there somewhere. I'm sorry that I reminded you. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry they said beans. <laughs> what's wrong with beans? It sounds like a jack of the beans on fire. There's <laughs> terrible giants in the sky coming by? Maybe. If... <laughs> If they become our patrons, then yes, I will be totally down for that. I mean, it's gold. I don't care in what form. I don't care if it's a bar, if it's a duck, or whatever. Like, it's gold. (laughs) From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Everybody say bye. Bye. Bye.